from yesterday's program and they're going to remain loose ends until at least Monday if Monday there be because I'm not going to go back and revisit that stuff just yet. Welcome to the Anakipto Forum on a Friday 29th day of July. Oh man where does the time go? One day closer to the return of the king that is the really really good news and we're going to take a brief look at some of the work of Scotty Clark which is posted on the website also something by my friend Dr. David Stone, also on the website. And I had a feeling in my bones that I had something to say about this idea of making America great again. So I wrote up a blog posting, and that is also on the website, so I'm going to go through that. So anyway, let's start with a little bit of administrivia, just a re-mentioning a few things that I do mention from time to time. The music feeling in my bones is a gift to us from the late Tupper Saucy, used by permission of Contrary Waltz LLC. The music is feeling in my bones. The website is www.anakipto.com. There are links there to the program. The program is on SoundCloud and also on YouTube. It is on YouTube by the charity and good graces of my friend Tim Hammond. And you can find his YouTube channel at Night Diver, N-I-T-D-I-V-E-R 5. I am on Facebook. If you want to find me on Facebook, uh, do a search on Anakipto, A-N-A-K-Y-P-T-O. As you know, I go to Facebook rarely, but I do automatically upload the program there. And there's a few other things that I think show up on that page from time to time. I am not a Zuckerberg fan. I am also on Twitter. If you go to the home page, you can click on the Twitter link, uh, excuse me, the homework page, and click on the Twitter link and sign up, and all that you will get is a tweet every day or so. If I do a program that day, you get something. And I think that's also hooked up to my blog, so when I post something on the blog, you'll get something there also. That's Administrivia. Let's get on with the world as it is and the direction that we are going. The thing that triggered the blog posting that's on the homework page that I put up today is simply this. There seems to be, in the mind of the body politic, I suppose, the idea that greatness is an economic thing or it's a governmental thing or it is something other than character. And my position and my understanding and my belief is that you cannot have a great country unless that country is populated by great people. It's very Main Street. It's very personal. Back in those halcyon days when the streets were safe, the streets were safe not because America was in some abstract sense a great country, but the streets were safe because the people were safe the people were decent, fundamentally decent people. I'm not saying they were all Christian. It has never been that way, and it won't be that way until the millennium. But the idea that people understood clearly that there was right and there was wrong and there were consequences for bad activity, and more than that, that there were some things that simply weren't done. I mean, we were big kids here back in the day. 
you didn't have to fine people for littering if the people said littering is beneath my dignity as an American. And there were many things that were like that. I mean, when I was a kid, and I'm not really that old, if I forgot my bike at school on a Friday, I could go back to school on Monday and my bike would still be there. Those days are gone. I remember when they started selling locks for bicycles. And I said, why would anybody need a lock for their bike? Why would anybody need a chain to chain their bicycle to a tree or something like that? And I know this sounds bizarre, but even when we came home from Greece, I was in the military and we were stationed in Greece, and my son was, I think, six or seven when we came back. And my wife was explaining to him how he couldn't leave his toys out and he couldn't leave his bike out like he used to in Greece. And he asked why. And she said, because somebody might steal your stuff. And he looked at her and said, very honestly, why would anybody want to steal my bike? And this was coming from a foreign country, okay, coming back. And Greece in those days was culturally where we were back in the 1950s or 60s. 50s probably, okay, but it was safe. And it wasn't safe because Greece was a great country. There was just something in the culture. The point of all that is simply this. Donald Trump has made a lot of noise about making America great again, which of course presumes that at one time America was great, and it also presumes that right now America is not great. And the third presupposition that I suppose would come along is that there's some way of measuring greatness, you know, some metric or something like that. I believe that we have slipped markedly from any standard, and anybody living in the communities of America would really wonder, and especially if they had any historical perspective, and remember the way things used to be. People didn't lock their doors. People didn't lock their cars. Your stuff was safe. And if you were walking down the street and you dropped your wallet, the person behind you would say, hey, uh, you dropped something. Not no more. These are the th sorts of things that make a country great, and these are the sorts of things that the government cannot really, I mean, we cannot set up a cabinet-level department of greatness to make America great again. Cannot be done. This has to happen in the hearts and in the minds of the people. We need to be a transformed people. There's a quote that you may be familiar with. Alexis de Tocqueville came to the United States, wrote a book called Democracy in America. And within that, he recorded that he was looking for the source of the greatness of America. And his conclusion was, America is great because America is good. And if America ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. And that goodness, once again, is something that is within the body, within the people. It's not a government thing. This is what God, I believe, had, had in mind, what Jesus had in mind when he talked about discipling the nations. Go into all the nations and make disciples. And you can read about that in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, we've read it many times, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. It speaks of discipling nations. 
Now, this, of course, is done one by one. You know, you don't go in and set up the Department of Discipleship either or start ramrodding Christian principles and Christian discipline down the throats of anybody. It has to be done one-on-one. -on -one. But the idea that an entire nation can come under the discipline of Christ without all of those people becoming Christians may be in view here. And I won't be dogmatic on that, but I think we're going to get an answer soon enough. For the Trump people and for all those people that are having some buy-in to this, for whatever reasons, I think things are going to get really ugly going forward because what is going to happen between the Republicans and the Democrats and the people that are fashioning these campaigns, I think is going to be absolutely horrific to be subjected to. It's going to, I think it's going to be bad. I think it's going to be horrible. And I'm not the only one who's saying that. But once again, Titanic is going down. You know, the bow is underwater. And when we're heading for the bottom, the very worst of everybody who is bad is going to come to the surface. And I think we're going to see some stuff that is going to be truly ugly. For instance, if you have a Trump bumper sticker on your car, you may have your car vandalized. Or certainly if you have anything that is anti-LGBT, you can fully expect that your car will be vandalized. And if you happen to be in your car, you might get vandalized too. The problem, of course, is that the legal system is your enemy at that point because they say it's hate speech. But we're going to see that sort of thing where people express political opinions on the way things are, the way things ought to be, and what we can do to change it. And they will find themselves subject to physical assault. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think that going between here and November is going to be absolutely frightening. Uh, this is not, of course, an appeal to cower. This is rather an appeal to be bold. This is our opportunity to be bold for Christ. But make certain that you are bold for Christ. Not bold for Trump, not bold for the Republicans, or the Democrats, as the case may be. And there might even be some libertarians out there. I don't care. Take a stand for Jesus Christ. But this is what the landscape, I think, may look like between hither and yon. So anyway, um, let's take our news break now. Adam McManus, he did about seven minutes worth of stuff. You can get the entire seven minutes at theworldview.com. I trimmed out a couple of segments because I didn't think that they were prophetically significant. One of them is an ad for a movie, and the other one is some comments from the DNC. Um, believe it or not, American politics is not the warp and woof of biblical prophecy or significant events on the globe. There are other things that are happening that are a whole lot more important to God and to history than what's going on in Philadelphia. But having said that, here's the worldview in about six minutes, and I'll be right back. It's Friday, July 29th, 2016 A.D. This is The World View in 5 Minutes. I'm Adam McManus. The restaurant industry has been on the decline for the last six months, according to a story from U.S. News & World Report. Paul Westra, a senior research analyst at Stifle Financial Corp., calls the stocks decidedly bearish. The push to increase the minimum wage could also turn into the coup de grace the final blow to a wounded industry. After the attack on a French church, England has issued warnings to its churches to be on the alert for terror, according to the UK Express. 
Police say there has been no particular intelligence concerning any future attack on churches, but they are responding to recent warnings from ISIS that the terror organization will be targeting churches throughout Europe. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Psalm 46, 1-2 The Muslim president of Nigeria is not helping matters much for the Christian genocide in that country. The Christian Association of Nigerian Americans said more Christians have been killed in this first half of this year than all of 2015 combined. A total of 384 martyrs have lost their lives in 2016. Are America's relations breaking down with key countries in the Far East? China has announced that it will conduct joint military exercises with Russia in the South China Sea this September. These are intended to strengthen China's control in the area amid ongoing disputes over these ocean waters with the United States and the Philippines. According to North Korea's top official, Han Sung-ryol, Washington has, quote, declared war on North Korea, unquote. This appears to be in response to Washington's inclusion of North Korea's dictator Kim Jong-un in a list of sanctioned individuals guilty of human rights abuses. Riol called this the final straw in the breakdown of relations between North Korea and the U.S. As far as God is concerned, behold, the nations are like a drop from a bucket and are accounted as the dust on the scales. Behold, he takes up the coastlands like fine dust. Isaiah 40, 15. Forty conservative ministers in the United Methodist denomination are joining forces to form an alliance that will, quote, advance vibrant scriptural Christianity within Methodism, unquote. This comes in the wake of the recent mass homosexualization of the Methodist denomination. In a recent public statement, the Wesleyan Covenant Association stated that they are, quote, committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, the authority of the scriptures, and the churches being a missional force, unquote. The organization plans a meeting in Chicago on October 7th this year. The president of the National Abortion Rights Action League celebrated her own abortion at the Democratic National Convention this week. Elise Hogue said the right to get an abortion is to give a woman power over her own destiny. The Hilton Hotels is using homosexual themes to advertise in Travel and Leisure magazine, featuring a sexualized pic of two men in bed without any visible clothing. The American Family Association is protesting with the petition, with 47,000 signatures collected so far. AFA Vice President Ed Battagliano told The Worldview, that these petitions are necessary to push back on the powerful homosexual pressures placed on corporate interests. My personal belief is a lot of people who are struggling with gender identity have suffered emotional trauma and have been hurt in ways small and great. They are really and honestly struggling with who they are, and the Christian should always understand that struggle because to some extent we all struggle with who we are and who we are before God. The answer to those struggles, though, is in who God says we are. That is a battle that many people fight, and Christians, recognizing their own battles, should walk beside these people to help them find wholeness. One California school district is trying to shut down homeschooling. 
by informing home-educating families that they are breaking the law. This despite the fact that the state's second appellate district in Los Angeles ruled in 2008 that homeschooling was allowed as a species of private schooling. The Homeschool Legal Defense Association is intervening on behalf of homeschooling families in the San Benito, California district. Dinesh D'Souza's new film, Hillary's America, The Secret History of the Democratic Party, is the top-grossing documentary for 2016 so far, grabbing over $5 million in box office receipts. D'Souza uncovers the Democrats' racist past, as well as its support for forced sterilization, black lynchings, and Planned Parenthood's Margaret Sanger and her eugenics theories. The film opened in 1,500 theaters this week. And that's The World View on this Friday, July 29th, and the year of our Lord, 2016. Invite your friends to listen to this unique Christian newscast at theworldview.com. I'm Adam McManus. Seize the day for Jesus Christ. Dr. David Stone does street evangelism, writes on philosophy and apologetics, and has contributed a new item, which I have posted as extra credit on the homework page. The item on his truthreallymatters.com WordPress website is Has Science Buried God? And it's a review of some of the work done by John Lennox on apologetics. Basically, on the front end, he is talking about what we've talked about before, scientism. In fact, I had posted an item, uh, was it a month, month and a half ago, by my friend Fred Reed, who spoke of scientism also. The idea that science and the various sciences, mathematics and everything, can explain everything. That we are simply the random activity of neurons and protons and electrons and enzymes, uh, your sex drive, it has nothing to do with volition or awareness or anything like that. This is simply hormones. It's just pheromones and all kinds of stuff like that. And of course, the idea of a reductionist idea has a great deal of appeal to those who are philosophically or theologically in rebellion against God. But one of the points that he makes is that if you completely study using chemistry and mathematics and physics and everything, all the components of a building, you cannot, from that information, know the builder or the designer or the reason that the building was constructed. Those things are simply outside of science. And to pretend that they are part of science is scientism. And that's not science at all. It's philosophy. The story at the end of the item, a woman bakes a cake, and you can have the chemists come in and analyze the cake, and you can have the philosophers come in and philosophize about the cake, but until you talk to the person who baked the cake, you won't know why he or she did so. There are certain things that are simply outside of science. Fred also talks about that. He says someone whose world is plain geometry cannot explain a hamburger because it's outside of the parameters that are in plane geometry. There's a few other interesting statements in here, though, that really arrested my attention. 
First is this idea that evolutionists trot out, which is called the God of the gaps, to explain life. Instead of simply saying that there are purely naturalistic causes, we posit that there's a God. Anything we can't understand, we just put God into the gap there. And then as science develops and they figure out how some of these things, quote, really work, the need for God is no longer apparent. You can take God out of the gap and put in this new scientific information. But if you see all the pieces of a, a watch, for instance, and this is the for instance that he uses, you cannot, by studying those different pieces, understand how the watch was designed or how it works. Similarly, if you find a book that has the author's page torn out, you still have no doubt that an author existed even though you don't know his name. So you don't have to plug in a chemistry of the gaps sort of a thing that somehow some chemical process uh, relating to paper and ink produced the book simply because the author page is missing. He writes on, uh, similarly, it's unreasonable to accuse an archaeologist of unwarranted Native American of the gaps, thinking that when he unearths a colorful trove of pottery, maybe in the New Mexican desert, uh, that it just happened. <laughs> you don't have to invent something. You understand that there was a creator, a designer, a maker. Why don't we use these rational approaches when we talk about the universe and the existence of God. Well, once again, uh, the atheist has a vested interest in not coming up with God because then there is, understandably, accountability. And a lot of them are really running from that. This, as I've said before, is one of the reasons that my digging into apologetics is really kind of superficial, which is to say that when some atheist or agnostic or scholastic scientist type person starts trotting out all of their scientific reasons why God can't exist, I understand at the front end that this is not an information problem. And this is not really a logic problem. It's a theology issue and it's a rebellion issue. They are trying to come up with some construct that they can do away with the idea of God, even though they may suspect in their heart of hearts that someday they're going to stand before this creator and they will have to try and persuade him there wasn't enough evidence in the world for me to conclude that you existed or that there was a moral law or that I'd be held accountable. I just did the best I could with the information you gave me. A tissue of lies. So the most loving thing that you can do is explain to them, and there are good explanations in this article, which is why I posted it, that their own science... Uh, basically cuts the legs out from underneath their arguments. So uh, having said that, I hope that you will peruse this. Uh, take it for what it's worth. Grab what you can use. I really like David Stone. I've made no secret of that. You can check him out, and uh, I hope it's a blessing for you. Uh, final item probably for today, Scotty Clark. He has a half hour or so, 26 minutes maybe, video continuing his current series, uh, which basically recalibrates or repositions chronologically what we read in Revelation chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And he takes uh, maybe 26 minutes to say something he could say maybe in a minute and a half because all he is trying to really do is say, well, his model holds up even though 
in the story in Revelation 12, it is a man-child who is being born, and yet the church is a woman. The church is the bride of Christ. And he basically says, well, bride of Christ is one of the roles that we play, and it is, in our language, feminine. But you don't have to feel that you are feminine by being part of the bride of Christ. You don't have to, in any sense, relinquish your masculinity. It's simply a matter of role. And then he goes through and says there's, I think, 40 or so different descriptions of the body of Christ. Some are masculine, some are feminine, some are neutral. And you don't have to, this does not cut the legs off the argument that the man-child being born uh, cannot be the church because the church is female. So that's what he says. If you want to see him say that in 26 minutes or 26 and a half minutes, uh, feel free to click on the link. Uh, he's an entertaining speaker, and I think he's quite good in the things that he does, but this one uh, may be longer than it needs to be. Suffice to say, this is number four in the series, so that's about two hours worth of YouTube from Scott of late. He is really excited about this upcoming sign and the fact that his, while his understanding of the chronology has been kind of destroyed or needs to be reoriented, he still sees it as a significant, significant prophetic sign, a sign in the heavens, something that God set the stars in place for signs and seasons and for days and years. That's Genesis chapter 1 verse 14. So, uh, this is certainly not any form of abuse of scripture or anything like that. Now, speaking of time, we seem to be about out of it, but I wanted to hit one more item before we go, and this has to do with cryptocurrencies. And you can read the entire story in Karen's News. You'll recognize it when you see it, to the effect that cryptocurrencies, specifically in this case, Bitcoin, is not money because you can't hide it under the mattress. Now, that's a little bit frivolous, but the story is less than frivolous. It's a very interesting story on, first of all, entrapment, that a bunch of government guys decided that they wanted to put the screws to this guy, and so they were going to try and set up this bogus deal where they were going to uh, get some money from him, and they said they were going to use it in order to purchase uh, credit card information over the Internet and defraud people in credit cards. And the deal was done with bitcoins. And then they snapped the trap and said, okay, you're busted, and they hauled him in. And the judge said, well, no, not really, because bitcoins are not money. Now, my understanding of this and the direction that this thing is going, and I mentioned this before, so I'm not going to dig into it too much, is that the bad guys want to set up a cryptocurrency-type one-world system they won't have to monkey with rates of exchange. They won't have to print money. They won't have to save or store or uh, transact with paper at all. It will all be done electronically, and every bit of it will be traceable using computers so that truly one will not be able to buy or sell or hold a job unless they have some sort of a mark or identifier or something that lets them into the system. And for them to slip up here now and say that it's not really money, I think is a really interesting approach. Now, how far that's going to go, I don't know. Probably, uh, for this case, it's the end of the trail, but it is probably a case of first impression or very nearly so. 
and how bitcoins and one coins and the others are going to be handled legally going forward is going to be very interesting to see but oftentimes when there's conflict in this area the quote solution that they come up with is very surprising and a whole lot broader than necessary to resolve any sort of a conflict now as i understand it bitcoin right now is traded on nasdaq so it's recognized at least in the business community as something that has value and for those who got on board bitcoin when bitcoins were a dime a piece or something like that they made out really well it appears that one coin is going to be the same thing it's going to be a 2.0 release same sort of a thing but with all the bugs taken out so that it's going to go a whole lot farther and a whole lot faster and will be more invasive and also more ubiquitous any place in the world that you go you may be able to use one coin and maybe even bitcoin if it survives but there these are the heavy hitters in the field right now there's lots of cyber currencies out there but to have a judge step up and say it's not really money because he can't put it under the mattress very interesting so we'll keep an eye on that anyway uh done for the week hasn't been much of a week for you i know uh listening to me or not listening to me as the case has been maybe we'll do better next week but i make no promises we're still kind of limping along here but in any event i don't want to over informationize i count it as a high privilege that you are willing to give your valuable time to hear some of the things that I have to say. I'm hoping that it is encouraging and that it's equipping, that it's making a, an eternal difference in your life. So having said that, God bless all of you. Please do keep me in your prayers. Send email as led. Send links as led. Makes my job easier. If you write, then good for you. Write something and send me the link. I might be able to use that for homework too. You never really know. No promises. Uh, for the weekend, supposed to be hot here. I'm going to be out and about a little bit, and I hope you will be also. Please go out in the streets, as I've encouraged you to do before. Have any kind of a contact with anybody where you are able to engage people at the spiritual level and then send me an email tell me how it goes i will be happy to use it as grist for the discussion to persuade your fellow pilgrims that yes this really is not that complicated you can do it too i got a chance to do it with a surgeon who did some work on my sister-in-law the other day as i said it's been a busy week but people cross your path all the time unbelievers people who do not know some people do know and they're very resistant to it but a lot of people really d haven't crossed the bridge i mean they think that christianity and religion and church it's all basically the same thing you put in your hour on sunday morning and you're good to go and the idea of being in the world and being an influence for christ might be a whole new world for them you should demonstrate that done for the week god bless all of you Bye for now. Got a feeling in my bones, in my bones, I got a feeling.